plenty to watch for in week 18 as the NFL season comes to a close. Some teams are going to be punching their postseason tickets. Some coaches are going to be getting their pink slips. We're talking about all of that coming up next on this episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome in everybody to this Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I am David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82, host of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, credential member of the media covering both of those teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation group of sites. He is Tony Wiggins on Twitter at Shop Talking Wig, host of Locked On Jags with more than 10 years of covering Duval's finest. Locked On NFL is here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our every dares. And as always, every dares, we appreciate your continued support for this network, this show, and this family of shows as we call it here at Locked On. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. It's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, we are previewing Black Monday, as it has been called. Coaches getting the pink slip, the coaching carousel. Uh, in some ways, already started. There's already some, some jobs that are going to be open that we expect, but there will be more opening up here at the end of the regular season. So we'll talk about that. But before we get to all that, we got to talk about some good news. And Wig, that is playoff teams. And there are some scenarios here that we got to talk about for week 18 already clinched for the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens already have the AFC North Division title sewn up. They've got the number one seed. They've got the first round by home field advantage, all that stuff. The Super Bowl or the road to the Super Bowl runs through Baltimore. Imagine having to go to Vegas and stop at Baltimore on the way. That's that's right. exactly what's about to happen. Kansas City Chiefs are the AFC West Division champs. They've got that sewn up. The Cleveland Browns have a playoff berth. The Miami Dolphins have a playoff berth. Everything else is up for grabs. And we're going to start this off with the last game of the day. We're going to work from the back. We're work a little bit backwards here. Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time on NBC Waiting all day for Sunday night football. Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills clinched the AFC East with a win over Miami. That's all they got to do. The the Bills are also favored by three to do so. Wig, what do you see happening in this one? It's a good game, man, but it's also a game about styles. And so far this year, the Miami Dolphins have not handled that physical play uh, the way that you think they would if they were going to be a, a team's going to win the championship. I think Buffalo is going to try to run it. And as long as they uh, can control the clock and don't let Tyreek Hill kill him if he plays. That's the thing, because you can control the clock. You can be physical and they can be down 14. And just like the Steph Curry uh, barrage of three pointers, they can be right back into the game. So you're not going to stop him, but you try to contain him a little bit and you make sure that you keep their offense off the field. Yeah, the Dolphins have been interesting, man. They went with, they have a lot of speed and they win with a lot of that speed, but they have been an interesting study because when you take them to the mat, you're right. Like sometimes you get them down to that mat and they don't know how to handle themselves. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Again, the Buffalo Bills, all they got to do is win. You win, you got the AFC's division title, you're in the playoffs. There's actually a scenario where the Buffalo Bills don't even make the playoffs. And wow. that, of course, starts with them losing. Miami wins the AFC East division title as well with a win or a tie. So they can get this thing. Two ways. How crazy would that be to see the Miami Dolphins get the ball with like two minutes left in a tie game and just run out the clock and and just try to, to take their chances in overtime to get the uh, get the tie against the Buffalo Bills? 
crazier things have happened. But the Buffalo Bills can also get a playoff berth if a, if they tie the Miami Dolphins and then Pittsburgh has to lose or tie in their game. Jacksonville has to lose or tie in their game or Houston and Indianapolis have to tie a whole lot of tie scenarios. Those don't typically pan out, but they are there. Speaking of those Jacksonville Jaguars, we're going to turn there next. And Wig, you know this team near and dear to your heart. You cover them for this network locked on Jags. So if you need more on this game after this, make sure you check that out. They're visiting the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars clinch the AFC South division title if they beat those Tennessee Titans. So again, another team that just needs to focus on winning. The Jags are favored by three and a half to do so. They also get a playoff berth if they tie this game and Pittsburgh loses or Pittsburgh, Denver, loser tie, Houston and Indianapolis don't end in a tie. Just a whole lot of craziness going on. But bottom line, Wig, the Jags need to win. They're favored by three and a half to do it. Will they pull it off? I think they will pull it off because Doug Peterson has basically told them there's only one scenario. Win the game. Win the game. You control your own destiny. You get in. You win the division. And you don't have to worry about all of those. Uh, I I went through mental gymnastics just listening to you describe that stuff. So (laughs) you don't have to worry about that stuff. Just go ahead and win. This is going to both of these games in this division are going to remind you of those SEC games on Saturday. And while it may not be Georgia and Alabama, you can get a real good game out of like Auburn and Tennessee. Right. So that's what this is. These are just really, really good competitive football games. And if you really want to see two two teams go after it, it involves these four AFC South teams. But all of them are playing for everything. The Titans are the Titans is just basically trying to ruin somebody's season. But other than that, the other three teams, they have a whole bunch to play for. Yeah. Yeah. Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans are just trying to put some mayonnaise in the Jaguars coffee at this point in time. But that's all right. They're going to come back next year looking to fight. Speaking of those other two teams in the AFC South, the Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, they play at 815 on Saturday. So they're going to play and then they're going to be watching that Jacksonville Jaguars game to see if whoever wins that game has a shot at the title because basically both these teams, Houston clinches the AFC South with a win over the Colts and a Jacksonville Jaguars loss or tie. And then the Indianapolis Colts clinch the AFC South division title with a win over the Houston Texans and a Jacksonville loss or tie. They also had to clinch playoff berths. Houston has the advantage there. They win. They're in the playoffs. Even if the Jags get the division, the Texans get the playoff spot. The Colts clinch a playoff berth with a win as well, or a tie and a Pittsburgh loss and tie and all that other craziness. The Houston Texans are favored to win this thing on the road by one and a half points wig. So, which AFC South rival is going to be hoping for that Jacksonville loss so they can take the crown? I think it's the Texans. I, I really do. And I'm going to go with the quarterback. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with the best quarterback of both teams, the one that's less likely to make mistakes and the one that has he has the ability to make plays beyond the X's and O's. So I think uh, Houston's going to win the game, and that's going to be, I think, the thing that really cements Coach of the Year to D'Amico Ryan's. Yes, I. you know what? I agree with you there, and I do. I think D'Amico Ryan needs to be definitely, if not the favorite, he definitely needs to be in heavy consideration to win that award uh, this year. Interesting fact provided by uh, NFL media, D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud could be the first first-year head coach and qualifying rookie quarterback. None of this, like, six-round rookies sitting behind Patrick Mahomes, and they made the play. None of that. First, first-year head coach and rookie quarterback, qualifying rookie quarterback to make the playoffs in their first season together since – Chuck Pagano and Andrew Luck did it in 2012. Another AFC South combination. So, Wig, you're very familiar with new new head coaches and rookie quarterbacks finding early success. Unfortunately, not as much in Jacksonville, but at least mm-hmm. in the AFC South. Last AFC playoff game or last AFC game of the week with playoff implications directly. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Baltimore Ravens. This is happening Saturday afternoon. One of the late afternoon games. Pittsburgh clinches 
a playoff berth. The Ravens are already they've they've got their stuff. They've got their tickets punched, right? But the Pittsburgh Steelers clinch a a playoff berth if they win over the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills lose or a whole mess of other things. There there's even one here wig where Jacksonville loses, Denver wins, Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie and the Steelers get in. But bottom line is Steelers need to beat the Ravens, then they need to hope the Buffalo Bills lose. The Ravens are four-point underdogs because the MVP, potential MVP, is not playing in this game. What happens? I like the fact that Baltimore is thinking about the big picture instead of being petty. Because if it's me, I'm petty, and I slap those jokers across the street, and I don't let them get in because I just don't like them, right? But they're going to rest their people, and I think that's going to give the Steelers an advantage. But I think the Steelers will still have a long way to go and too many things to overcome to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's gonna be too much to overcome. I think the Steelers certainly could keep this one interesting, keep keep this game interesting. Uh, you know, Snoop Huntley is gonna have something to say there for the Baltimore Ravens being their quarterback. He's a Pro Bowler last year, so don't 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 sleep on on that young young man there. So that's your AFC picture. We got the NFC picture coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the exact same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that it might not have the time or the resources to do the hiring. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making locked on NFL your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Thank you as always for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Locked on has also launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channels. Turn it over now to the NFC playoff scenarios. San Francisco 49ers already have the one seed sewn up there on the NFC side. The Detroit Lions are NFC North division titles or division champions. The Dallas Cowboys, Rams, and Eagles all have playoff berths secured. So not as much to play for on this side of things, but still plenty of things to play for. Wing. I'm going to start here with another team that just has to win and you're in. That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I cover the Buccaneers for Locked On Bucks here on this network. They're visiting the Carolina Panthers coming off of a disastrous loss to the New Orleans Saints. Had every reason in the world to come out fighting like Rocky Balboa uh, and came out fighting like, I don't know, Adrian Balboa. It, just, it was just terrible. They lost to the New Orleans Saints. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Carolina Panthers on the road. Baker Mayfield has a rib injury. I kind of think he's going to play. If he doesn't, it'll be Kyle Trask. Either way, Wig, I think the Buccaneers pull that off. I hope they pull it off for their sake because I'll tell you what they didn't pull off. They didn't help me pull my five-piece parlay last week, and they lost me that game, man, because I, I really thought that that was the easiest game of the week. 
Uh, the other side of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons visiting those New Orleans Saints. And yeah, those New Orleans Saints have had some struggles, but they forced six takeaways uh, total in the last four games. Their offense has only turned the ball over twice in the last four games. They got right back into it because of that. The Saints defense has only given up five touchdowns, 13.8 points per game in the last four weeks, uh, which is best, best in the NFL. I do have the New Orleans Saints winning this game. They are three-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons. I've got them winning by at least that much. Unfortunately, they will not secure the division because the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. But the Saints could clinch a playoff berth with that win if Seattle loses or ties, Green Bay loses or ties as well. Wig, what do you think about the Saints as potential playoff threats if all these other chips fall? They're just, they're just pretenders. In fact, when you started talking about this game, by the way, the NFL did a real good job. I noticed what they did was this is like rivalry week, right? Mm -hmm. because it seems like all of these teams that are playing don't like each other. But I will tell you that these are the two teams that have been the most perplexing to me all year. I just can't figure out what's going on with them. One day they look good, the next day they don't. I look at their rosters, and I can't understand why both of them aren't a little bit better. That being said, this is like the Hatfields and the McCoys, and they're going to go at it. Believe it or not, I'm going to take the Falcons, man, because New Orleans is just so up and down. They, the, the variance between the way that they play when they play well and bad is too big for me. And I think uh, I think Atlanta's going to pull it off. They are. They're very up and down. You're 100 percent correct. And that game certainly could go either way. One game that nobody expects to go either way is when the Dallas Cowboys visit the Washington Commanders. I will be in FedEx field sitting my happy butt down there watching this whole thing unfold. Dallas is 13 and a half point favorites, just like the 49ers were 13 and a half point favorites against these commanders. Last week, Dallas clinches the NFC East Division title with a win. That's all they got to do. And oh, by the way, C.D. Lamb, eight catches from becoming just the sixth receiver in NFL history with 130 of them in a single season. Four catches on Thanksgiving against Washington last time they saw him, so he's going to need a little bit more than that. Certainly could do it. The Washington Commanders coming in with a completely depleted and banged up secondary. Jonathan Allen probably isn't going to play in this game, Wig. I mean, that defense is just not going to stand a chance against this Cowboys offense if they really want to go at it. Three catches for C.D., he becomes the fourth all-time to have 125 catches and 10 touchdown catches in a single season. One of those four, Antonio Brown. He's holding two of those spots. Did it twice for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cowboys are going to win this one easy, right? Yeah, they're going to win it easily. They can win it without their starting quarterback. Uh, Washington is uh, in shambles. The next time you see the Commanders after this Sunday, this is going to be a very different looking team. I don't know if that's a good thing yet or if it's a bad thing yet, but it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot different. I can promise you that. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, their season has gone a lot differently since they were 10 and one than they expected. They're visiting the New York Giants to wrap up their season. The Eagles are favored by five and a half. They clinch the NFC East division if the Commanders somehow upset the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Giants, which is not as easy a task. As you might think, it is Jalen Hurts right now tied for tied for the league lead in touchdown rushes by a quarterback for a single season. Uh, they've got 15. So let me let me rephrase that. They're both tied for the league lead in quarterback rushes for touchdowns. They're both tied for the NFL record in a single season with 15, each of them eclipsing Cam Newton's mark of 14. So whoever gets the most rushing touchdowns this weekend, they're going to have the record or they're just going to finish tied. Uh, Philadelphia, meanwhile, losers of four of the last five. Their defense has been really failing them. Wig. They've lost 20. They've given up 25 plus points in five of the past six games, including 25 to New York Giants two weeks ago. Tyrod Taylor came in partway through that game. Tyrod Taylor is expected to play this entire game. They may put up the New York Giants may put up a 30 burger on the Philadelphia Eagles if they don't get this right. Wig, I'm going Eagles, but I ain't going to lie. It's just because I'm scared to go Giants. 
Yeah, and I would be uh, scared to go Giants too. And I and I remember the game that you're referencing, and it was very very competitive. I tell you what, this this should be a case study on why anybody who thinks that a great college team can win against a bad NFL team consistently or even at all is because the Philadelphia Eagles are basically on defense the Georgia Bulldogs, and they're going through this. Yeah, no, they should win this game, but you're right. They, don't, they do not feel good. We're going to get through the rest of the, the NFC North. So, again, the NFC North division has been wrapped up. Really, this is a situation of we need, need a whole lot of things uh, to possibly happen. But the Green Bay Packers are in a win-and-in situation. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. If they win over the Chicago Bears, they're three-point favorites to do so on Sunday. They're in this thing. Uh, look, this is not an easy competition for either side of the ball. The Bears have won four of their last five games. The Packers, five of their last seven. They could actually get as high as number six if the Rams lose to the Niners this weekend. Jordan Love has the second most touchdown passes in the NFL. They beat the Chicago Bears 38-20 in week one, but this is a long time now. Both teams actually look better than they did, I believe, in week one. Aaron Jones is getting healthy at the right time. The Bears' rush defense hasn't been able to do all that great. Really, Chicago's best bet here, Wig, is to put up points early and force the Green Bay Packers to pass which is weird because you're considering Jordan Love has the second most passing touchdowns in the NFL, but the Bears defense can't stop the run, so they really need to get the Packers throwing because that's their best shot to turn the ball over and give their team a shot in the arm. I'm going Packers here, but I don't think this is going to be an easy contest. You know one thing I really love about this rivalry is the week of buildup online with Peter Bukowski, who hosts Locked on Packers, and those Bear fans. I'm telling you, man, Peter Bukowski lays it out. And everybody's talking about uh, Justin Fields looking good down the stretch. Peter McGowan says he's terrible, basically. I'm paraphrasing. But um, I I do think Chicago, they've played well down the stretch. They've played a little bit better as a team. Uh, I think Green Bay's going to win the game, though. Yeah, Chicago comes in this thing 7-9, but they have the number one overall pick, thanks to the Carolina Panthers, who sold that and DJ Moore for the right to draft Bryce Young uh, this last NFL draft. The Minnesota Vikings uh, clinch a playoff berth. If they win, the Packers lose, Seahawks lose, and the Buccaneers lose, or they win, the Packers lose, Seahawks lose, and New Orleans loses. So a whole lot of things need to happen. But first things first, they got to beat Detroit. They are three and a half points underdogs against the Detroit Lions. The Lions have already clinched the NFC North despite a tragic loss to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but beat this team 30 to 24 the last time they played. I'm going to go Detroit here. You know, uh, look, Dan Dan Campbell has kind of said these guys will rest when the season is over. So it doesn't sound like they're going to rest a whole lot of starters. Um, I'm taking the Detroit Lions to finish off the regular season with the win. Dan Campbell is not the type of coach to just lay down. I think he wants to win every minute of every day. And I, they're going to all play and they're going to all win, especially with the way the game ended last week. Yeah. Final team that has a chance of the playoffs. Again, they need some help, but the Seattle Seahawks got to beat the Arizona Cardinals first and foremost. That doesn't look as easy as it might have at one point with Kyler Murray playing pretty good. The Seahawks are still favored to win by two and a half points. I'll tell you what, Wig, I'm taking the Cardinals here. The Seahawks, the Seahawks secondary has actually fallen off a little bit in recent weeks. Kyler Murray is playing pretty good. James Conner is playing pretty well. Najee Harris just gashed the Seahawks defense last week on the ground. I think the Cardinals pull this one off, get their fifth win of the season. You know what, man? They remind me of the kid that is smaller than everybody else, and he has to fight every day when he gets off the bus. But he fights so hard, you almost can't – you can't even imagine what it's going to be like in two years when he actually grows four or five inches. That's who they are. They're a scrappy little bunch, man. And uh, mm-hmm. they went and took – I picked them last week to win, and they won the game, uh, at least on one of my sheets. I think they're going to win too. I think they had a little engine that could, man, and they're just going to scrape and fight – and if this game doesn't mean anything, a team that's fighting and scraping for everything is always going to come out on top in the end. 
Absolutely. We've got more games for week 18. They don't have as heavy of implications as the other ones do, but we're going to get through those games as well. And then we're previewing Black Monday coming up next on Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. What are some things that you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Where are you already crushing it? Think opposite of New Year, New You. Maybe you finally organized that one part of your space and now you want to tackle another one. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast on top of it. Therapy helps you identify your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes for yourself that will really stick. So if you want to build on an already solid foundation and not just tear yourself down to try and rebuild once again, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. Wrapped up this episode of Locked On NFL. We got through all the heavy playoff implication games here in Week 18, but we still have a handful to go. Two on, or four on the AFC side, Wig. One on the NFC side. So you're doing the heavy lifting here. Browns at Bengals. Bengals favored by seven. How do you see this one unfolding? I think the Bengals pull it off because the Browns are probably going to rest a whole bunch of people. I know they arrested Joe Flacco. Jets at Patriots. These are two teams that already have their vacation tickets uh, punched. Pats favored by one and a half. I think it's going to be the Patriots. And the reason why is because this is likely Bill Belichick's last game. And it's ironic that it's against the team that he actually decided he was going to coach and then decided he wasn't going to coach. Rams at 49ers. This is the NFC game. The Niners are favored by four. No Brock Purdy, no Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Carson Wentz starting for the Rams. I still think the 49ers come away with a win. But Puka Nakua, the rookie phenom for the Los Angeles Rams, only needs four catches to break the rookie record in receptions. He needs 29 yards to break the rookie record for receiving yards. I mean, let's give him four for 30 and let's sit him down and get him ready for the playoffs. Uh, there, Broncos and Raiders wig uh, a whole lot of, not a whole lot to play for Russell Wilson sitting down. Antonio Pierce looking to, uh, to secure his uh, coaching career. Hopefully Raiders by two and a half. Who do you got pulling that off? I'm going to go with the Raiders. I, I think those guys are playing for Antonio Pierce and yep. uh, hopefully they learned this time. They messed up with Coach Pisaki and let him go. Chiefs and Chargers, two teams, again, nothing to play for uh, in this one. I'm going to go with KC. I think they're going to arrest folks, but uh, but I do believe that Andy Reid is still going to try to find something, maybe find somebody who could help him in the playoffs. Maybe somebody can get into a little bit of a rhythm. And plus, the Chargers are just that bad. So I'm going to go with KC. Uh, AFC, first seed is Baltimore Ravens. It's already been clinched. But your wild card matchups look like this. If we are correct, the Houston Texans seventh seed will be visiting the second seed at Buffalo Bills. Sixth seed Miami Dolphins visiting the third seed Kansas City Chiefs. Fifth seed Cleveland Browns visiting the fourth seed Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval County. NFC side, first seed San Francisco 49ers. Seventh seed Los Angeles Rams would be visiting the Dallas Cowboys, who are the number two. Sixth seed Green Bay Packers would be visiting the Detroit Lions, who are the number three. And then the fifth seed Philadelphia Eagles would be on the road after going to the Super Bowl last year to face the fourth seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is how we see the wild card round unfolding. But Wig, after that, after the weekend, we got Black Monday coming up. Like obviously, your playoff teams, if you assume most of those teams are not going to be replacing their coaches, Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think is probably the closest to being in danger there, uh, depending on how they get into the playoffs, depending on how they perform in that first round. If they win, he's safe, he's safe, Wig. But I think if the Philadelphia, if, if they barely beat the Panthers, 
and the Philadelphia Eagles boat race them in the wild card round. I think Todd Bowles' job could be in jeopardy. Look at the AFC East. Obviously, you got a lot of secure teams there. The New York Jets, Robert Sala's name has been rumored a lot, but he's been given a vote of confidence. I don't see that team going back on that promise. New England Patriots, though, Wig, they need a quarterback, and it looks like they're going to need a new head coach. What do you think happens with Bill Belichick moving forward? I think he may get another look either in Washington or with the Chargers. It depends on what happens with uh, Jim Harbaugh. But um, I'm a firm believer that somebody's going to, you know, say, hey, man, we 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 just want that championship pedigree. And they're going to make it, you know, they're going to look at the last couple of years just like that's not really who he is because he just couldn't get it done. Um, and then I think the Patriots are going to turn around and try to do what North Carolina does in basketball. They're going to try to keep it in-house. And I think that's a mistake. I think that organization needs a total reboot, but I think they may go with Josh McDaniels. That is interesting. And I'll tell you that that Bill Belichick coach tree is not strong. Those, those branches are, are pretty flimsy. So if they do that, that'll be very, very interesting. Um, I think Belichick lands with the Chargers. If he if he gets another job this year, looking at the AFC North Wig, are the Steelers actually going to be crazy enough to get rid of Mike Tomlin? They better not, because it's one thing to think that things have gotten a little stale, but it's another thing to sit there and let Mike Tomlin, because he'll be on the market for a hot minute. But I will say this about the Steelers, and I say this all the time, the most remarkable feat in sports in my lifetime, and I'm 54 years old, is they've had three head coaches in my entire life. That is crazy. So if they do decide to move on, who are we to second guess it? Because they they have gotten it right every single time. Their coaches have all won Super Bowls. That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. My head coach that has never had a losing record, that'd be wild. It will be, but the team that will be doing it is a team that has never had a head coach who didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Uh, The Washington Commanders are uh, going to be cleaning house. That is the expectation. That is not a confirmed report, but that is the expectation. Nobody will be surprised by that. But uh, I don't know if you saw a wig, but Josina Anderson, I think it was Josina. There's a lot of reports. I think it was Josina Anderson. Sent a little bit of a tweet earlier this week and said, Big big news coming out of the NFC East that people may not be expecting. Everybody's expecting Washington. So is this Nick Sirianni and the Eagles in actual trouble? Because there's some rumors that they may be falling out of love. Or is this Brian Dable and the New York Giants? If I had to or guess. Or could it be it, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys? I mean, like which, which NFC East team, if there's a surprise firing, which one would it be in your eyes? The Giants. I would yeah. think it would be the Giants. Uh, I don't know how you could fire Sirianni right now. Jeffrey Lurie would be. It can't be that bad up there already, but it, it would it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants made a move. Yeah, I think you know Philadelphia would be crazy going to the Super Bowl last year. You know, competing for the for the NFCs again this year. I know it hasn't gone great, but that would be to me that would be really wild. I think you know Brian Dable would surprise me too, to be quite honest with you. But hey, man, the, the Giants have been impatient before. Uh, looking at the NFC North. It looks like everybody might be safe. I think the Chicago Bears. I think Matt Eberflus is, is probably safe there. Wig, what do you think? Yeah, he probably is safe. Um, this may have been two years in the making. They probably already knew that they were going to suffer a little bit earlier uh, in this season. But the way that they've played real spirited ball down the stretch with all of the draft capital that they, that they have. Now, if they don't improve, we won't be saying this next year this time. But mm-hmm. I think they, they were in it for the long haul, and I think they made a bunch of tough decisions. Yeah, looking at the AFC West, uh, I think everybody there is pretty much secure in what's happening. The Chargers obviously have an opening. We obviously want the, the Las Vegas Raiders to do the right thing and keep Coach Pierce in place. Here's the question, Wig. If the Vegas Raiders don't keep Pierce, do you think he gets interviews elsewhere? Yes, I do. And I also believe that 
uh, even though it's the wrong time for colleges because they because of recruiting, they already got all of their people. I, I believe that he'll be on somebody's list as a defensive coordinator at the very, very least. Uh, I would yeah, not be surprised. I would, if there's a coach out there that, that teams feel maybe only have like a year or two left and they go, what if North Carolina calls and says, we want to make you the coach in waiting? It'd be our defensive coordinator and Mac Brown leaves in two years and it's yours. You know, something like that. He is just that good of a communicator. When you get young people, especially young rich people with a bunch of money, when they start talking about you the way that they talk about him, it kind of reminds me of the way those guys used to talk about Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. So Antonio Pierce, hopefully opportunities come in his way, uh, regardless of whether or not the Las Vegas Raiders are intelligent or less than intelligent. Uh, AFC South, I think the only question mark there really is the Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel, is his, is his seat getting warm? Because he seems to be kind of immune to that conversation. I, I think it is. And he's another guy that's a candidate for New England. But I think um, I, th- I think this could be a big enough gap between the old regime and something new, but something that's new but old because he comes from that tree a little bit. He is the most successful coach, I think, that Belichick has had, in my opinion. So, yeah, he, yeah. Could, be gone. he could be gone and he could get that job. Yeah, and we know, and I think what we all – I mean, I'm saying we, but I mean me mostly. Like, I don't think I really give Vrabel – the Belichick tree credit, but I think, you know, he, it definitely, he definitely at least comes from that area uh, of, of it. I mean, he was, he played for him. So obviously there is an influence there. NFC West seems to be pretty much set unless Pete Carroll decides to hang it up and retire after the season. NFC South, we already talked about Todd Bowles, Atlanta. That's interesting. Wig. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that Atlanta job? Cause they got a defense. They might have some weapons, but they ain't got a quarterback. It seems like to me, that's another situation where Arthur Smith, and Terry Fontenot had a talk about two years ago because Smith moves at a snail's pace. He drafts guys high. He doesn't target them. And he moves around like a guy that knows he's safe for some reason. And uh, if they do move on, it's because he acted like it was too sweet. But I just think they had a long-term plan to get a quarterback maybe in year three after they built the infrastructure of the team. Perhaps. We might see them be an aggressive player uh, in the trade-up game to get a quarterback this offseason. The Carolina Panthers, I mean, that's got to be the worst job in the NFL. I don't know. If, I don't know. I'd rather have David Tepper throw a drink at me than work for him, to be quite honest with you. Jaguar fans would uh, say the same thing. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On NFL. Enjoy the weekend. I almost said Wild Card Weekend. We'll be back for Wild Card Weekend. In the meantime, make sure you come back Monday for Locked On NFL. Kevin O'Shrike will have all of the weekend's action. Start the Black Monday news cycle, and then Ross Jackson uh, and Luke Braun back with you on Tuesday. Before you know it, Wig and I will be messing up your screen with our ugly mugs uh, talking about the Wild Card round. Speak for yourself. Coming up next weekend. In the meantime, thanks for making Locked On NFL your first listen, your first view today and every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Jags, Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, and also Locked On Sports today. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.